from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. What a final, what a final. You saw all that, right? I did. I can't believe Halep won that easily. <laughs> you were setting me up for that. So that's exactly, well, f- welcome to the Tennis Revolution <laughs> Podcast. I always forget. We're excited for so many reasons today. But you see exactly why pre, like, you know, uh, planned <laughs> non-jokes, it just, it just falls flat. Right. Because uh, of course, because you hate men's tennis, you're sexist, <laughs> you didn't watch the men's final. So I was trying to remember why I can't remember the two previous finals that Djokovic Federer played at Wimbledon. And then I realized, oh, it's because you work every Sunday for your whole life. So you've never (laughs) gotten to see the finals without somebody ruining it, which is exactly what happened today. I had it ruined pretty much five seconds after it ended when my phone was blowing up and everybody was, of course, I was at a tennis center, so it's kind of inevitable. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's a bit much to ask for a bunch of tennis players to not talk about the biggest <laughs> match of the year. Yeah, and that, and I didn't have five free hours after the match to watch it all. The greatest match in the history of men's tennis, uh, according to the people commentating on the You think it, they're going to say it surpassed Federer and all 2008? No, it was an awful match. <laughs> it was an no, awful... No, but I'm saying, well, they say it does. Of course they will. Yeah. I was waiting for McEnroe to say, so Djokovic defeated Roger Federer right. to bring him within two of Nadal, and now Nadal is two, stayed two behind Roger. And by the way, it, it is really cool that they were the first match ever to go 12-12. Which makes me more pissed about twelve twelve because I didn't I want them Shut to play. Up. They could still be playing right now. That's what it should be. No. So forty four forty three. First of all, it's not fitting this <laughs> went to a fifth set. It's not fitting that this made it to a twelve all tiebreaker. It's not fitting. Shut up, John McEnroe. It's still <laughs> How did he say that too. I no I don't remember, but I was waiting for it and I'm sure he said something along but those But I mean lines. it's better than if it was Pair and you know, hey, Misha Zvera hey. in round one that were the first match ever to go 12 12. Oh, I see. What Although Rajiv Ram is going to say he was the first ever to go 12 12 in the men's dub, but who cares? In, oh. in the singles, yeah, no, 12 12. And there may have been a women's match that was 12 12, but the first fifth set to go 12 12, right? It's kind of cool that it was the final. I don't care. <laughs> I, for first of all, that was not a good match, there was some spectacular points i mean it's two great players yeah i said it they're great so you had amazing shots you had amazing points amazing games there was tension and drama i got it but it was seven six and then djokovic said you know what i think that weed i smoked is finally (laughs) kicking in and then he just took a set off and then it wore off he won the second the third set seven six and then played better um, he played all right in that in the fourth. Um, but and I'm going to assume twelve twelve was zero breaks. No. Oh, really? I can't remember, but I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, because Federer was serving for it at five four. Oh wow! Or six five or something. I don't wow. remember. It just happened. I don't know why. I don't. Well, remember. that's really that actually makes it ten times worse for him. Well, yeah, that too. He had two match points. Oh. Um. So. The first debate on the men's side is did 
Roger, who did not face a break point in the first four sets, <laughs> did he serve spectacularly? Or, but you can't answer that because right. you can watch it. <laughs> I, I can say that throughout the tournament, I was not overwhelmed by his serve. I think his average serve speed against Nadal was like 116. Well, and listen, that's not the only right. indicator. But did he serve well? He certainly did a lot of the time. Yeah. But I don't think Nadal or uh, Djokovic was just, I don't think he was on at all today. In, in in short bursts he was, but it just, it wasn't a good, I don't think it was, I don't think either of them played great. Well, and I think we have to get out of this thing that you know, this mentality of just because a match is close, it's yes. great. Yes. Like I watched the Federer Nadal. And I, you know, texted a few, and I said, you know, that was that match was pretty good the last thirty minutes. And they were like, oh, I was on the edge of my seat the whole match. I'm like, for what? Yeah, exactly. One of the sets was six one, so I didn't even care about that right. set at all. The first set was seven six, but it was twelve holds, pretty routine. And yeah, then like a tie no break. chance right. to break. And and like you said, it's not because the serves were amazing. It's just because you know it was served, and the second ball was a put away or something to that effect. Now, to be fair, again. In spots for di- for shorter bursts of periods of time, there was greatness for sure, but it wasn't this prolonged epic match where it was just a tug of war. Yeah, uh, you know, between two titans. You know, <laughs> it, it just wasn't. And this is going to go down. No, it's not going to go down in the ages of nothing. <laughs> it's not. We won't soon forget. This is the passing of the torch. I'm sure somebody said that too. No, because they don't want to give Djokovic any credit ever. Man, nobody likes him, man. They probably are they, saying how great Federer is. In fact, here's what's funny. You say that. So I didn't see the match. I was in the clubhouse of a country club because, you know, that's what I do. <laughs> you're big time. And they were showing the post-match interview. And I watched both interviews and I literally couldn't tell who won just based on that. Right. Because they were the, the commentators were talking so much about how amazing both people were. And I kept waiting. I'm like, it's, who won this? I'm like, how could they be? T-? Like, what an amazing performance by Federer and Djokovic. I'm like, you're ever going to talk about who won? And if Federer had won, it would have been, what an amazing performance for Federer. You know, his 21st, they would have been talking about that. It is uh, sickening. And I've, we have been saying, I'm not going to credit you totally for this. We've been saying Djokovic. <laughs> we've been saying Djokovic was going to pass both of them for a while. Right. Federer had a chance to make that a lot harder today. And he didn't do it. Yeah, uh, four. He's he's four back from Fed and two back from Nadal. And guess what's coming up? Two hard court tournaments in a row. And the Australian, he's literally unbeatable. Y- yeah, and he, U.S. Open. If he's, he's right, pretty close. If he's right, yeah. You know, if he's all, yeah. I don't know what happened. It was almost that second set. He dropped off a cliff. Like he, he did had, that a few times this tournament. Well, like he had some energy issues. Not just oh, the, you know, the moment's too big. I don't think that's it at all. I. It's it it really did seem physical to me, which is unusual for him. Yeah, I well, not you know he you know he had heat related issues early on in his career. I mean you know so I don't know. Well, and even watching him against Bautista and some other rounds, like he lost uh, or against uh, Hercox, it was he was just like he looked a little bit off at times, but he seems to be always able to turn it on when he needs to. Yeah, it it it, uh, it wasn't. A great final. It was good. There was some great parts, but the, you know, seven six, seven six, and thirteen twelve. You know, three out of the five sets make you think, "Wow, that was right. amazing." It was not. So, what in your mind is missing from that match? 
Uh, there were way too many unforced errors. Yeah. Um, and it was. I would think just the just the two different styles of play usually piques our interest. Yeah, a little bit. There was a lot of backhand to backhand rallies that Which, style of play didn't matter a lot, and that can't be good for Federer. I wouldn't think. Yeah, he was hitting pretty well. He a lot was hitting of his backhand incredible against Nadal. Yeah. Uh, well. If I had my soundboard hooked up, um, <laughs> I would have put the old uh, Dennis Green. Uh, you know, we are we uh, they are who we thought they right. were, and we let them off the hook. Uh, three out of the big three were in the semis, and two out of the big three made it to the finals because one of them played the other one, uh, as expected. And uh, Djokovic is inching ever forward yeah. to prove that uh, he's good. If if they're arguably the greatest ever, as in Federer and Nadal then you're making my argument that Djokovic is. And that might be, my friend, the saving grace, because everybody hates Novak so much that they're going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, that was the weakest era. <laughs> if, if he surpasses right, right. If he surpasses everybody, all of a sudden they're going to agree with me that it's the weakest era. Well, and again, we talk about this all the time, but it's never more applicable than right after a slam final because they always involve those three guys. But somebody this week, I got in a discussion with them, and he said, why does the weakest era argument you know, only work against Federer and Nadal. Why doesn't it also work against Djokovic? And I said, I didn't have a clear answer at the time, but then when I saw Djokovic... What do you mean? It does. What do you mean? Yeah, but not as much, because at least he had to beat Federer and Nadal for all of his slams. Oh, I see. Whereas Federer, and the stat I just saw, which I didn't know at the time, you know that Federer had 12 slams when Novak won his first? So he won 12 slams without having to deal with a top Novak, like a slam winning Novak. And now Novak's had to win 15 more at, with both those guys. With Federer at number one right. through five in the world. Yeah, and Nadal the whole time. Yeah, and Nadal. So Federer won 12 before Djokovic was even a slam factor or at wow. least winner. So, I mean, that to me is the biggest. And again, you're going to say, well, he's younger. Of course, that's the case. Right, but it doesn't matter. I'm not saying it's Federer's fault. Right. It's just saying, hey, it was a two-person race, or two and a half if you count Andy. Yeah, and Federer, again, no offense to the people he played, but <laughs> Federer piled up a ton of titles, Grand Slams, weeks at number one against our beloved Andy Roddick, but still, it was against mediocre How competition. How dare you, sir? In 2002, three, four, five, six, you know, and now you're seeing that now that Federer's got to play Nadal and Djokovic every Grand Slam, it's a little bit tougher to win a slam. How dare you? And then you know that people don't, that he's not in his prime. He's Andrew in the Wimbledon final. Steven <laughs> Roddick. That's it. I got his actual uh, name, by the way. I don't call him Aloysius anymore. His actual middle name, Andrew Steven Roddick. I feel creepy knowing his middle name. I don't like the internet at all. But, but again, uh, Federer not in his prime. He just lost the Wimbledon final 13-12 to the number one player in the world, but he's not in his prime. And I just would like to remind everyone, Andrew Steven Roddick, 36. <laughs> Federer about to turn 38. <laughs> just throwing that, it out there. That's a horrible stat. That's the worst thing I've ever uh, heard of. Because uh, you said Roddick could be top 25. You know, I said top 20. From now. I'll go top 25. It's a, it's a more round number. I like it, but yes. <laughs> If if he wanted to put the effort in, although his shoulder could be yeah finished, I don't know. I mean, he, he serves so huge. I mean, so huge. I will say our one argument that was hurt in the last two rounds, semis and finals, was that women's tennis is more interesting than men's because the men's semis and finals were 
you know, five star, four star, and the women's semis and finals were one, one and a half. It was a tough, tough <laughs> tournament for the ladies. And it's so question. sad because could you, we could not have had two more interesting. Can we just talk about one gender? We'll get to the women. <laughs> Can we stay? But I'm just saying in terms of the setup going into the two finals, I was equally excited about both. Right. Serena and Halep and then Joe but Federer. Compare the beginning of the tournament. You thought you would have been, you know, talking about this tournament two weeks later. Wow, what a women's tournament. Right, right. Same old, same old men. Yeah. Well, same old. <laughs> I will say, here's the only thing. Here's the only reason I want Djokovic to win. It's actually different, really. Because yeah. you know, even though he has, you know, he's just two behind Nadal. And, you know, Nadal got almost all of his on play. <laughs> um, he's two behind Nadal. And. He's creeping up. But it's different. Like you said, it's changing the it discussion. Just, it seems like, yeah, exactly. It's it's not a two-person race anymore. He's really kicking in the door. And, and I still want 2020 That's my ultimate goal. Because <laughs> then I want nonstop like, arguing from everybody. I can't and wait. And we're going to say we're arguing between them for four, five, and six, not one, two, and three. <laughs> 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 um but yeah, I just, no, and I well, and I say I want twenty twenty twenty. It's getting to the point where I want twenty one, you know, twenty twenty. Because I want Djokovic to just have one more, just so everybody has to say that Djokovic was the best. Right. I just want Djokovic to get a haircut. <laughs> I can't. I got out a Lego person today, and I mean, it just looks like somebody stuck hair on top of his head, preformed but hair. Again, I didn't watch the final, but was he? He had Lego hair. Unlikable, like always. Because in the mm. semis, he was not likable. And I told it to one of my friends, a Jokic fan. He's like, what do you mean? But he's constantly patronizing the crowd. He's complaining to the umpire. He's, you know, just like you said, drifts in and out of effort. He's flailing around constantly, like like he's off balance all the time. He turned pro in 03. Federer, Federer turned pro in 98. But yeah. um, was he unlikable just from his face? Or just like his mannerisms. Yeah, I'm his trying actions. to think. Um, I think when he plays Federer, he kind of dials in, and he knows he's going to be against the crowd no well, matter what. I think that's number one. Is there was no? I mean, the three people from Serbia. <laughs> that's it. Other I think th- when he played Batista, he had higher expectations, and he was still not necessarily the crowd favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that's so pitiful. I feel bad for him to be honest with you. It's his own fault. It, he, that's what I mean. He it, does that heart thing. No, no, no. There's no other reason. It's just the heart <laughs> thing, and maybe his Lego hair, well, but mainly the heart thing. And I, I, I read an article about that, and I think there's still people that doubt the sincerity. Like they think he's doing that more as a patronizing the crowd. Like you hate me, so I'm going to do this. Oh, um, I, all right. I like it more now. Then wait a second. <laughs> I will say one, one little tidbit that really kind of made me feel a little bit bad for him. So they're interviewing Roger on court after right. the final. And, oh, you know, you did this, you did that, the tennis, the blah, 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 the crowd loves you, blah, blah, blah. Can't wait for you to come back next year. No, no, no. I guess it, well, I, you, I guess it's time to go back to being dad now, right? Okay, we had this moment. Oh, you know, yeah, my, my kids are here. I love them. And he almost like welled up a little bit. He kind of, a little bit. So then that's over. Then he, and, then, and then it's Djokovic's time. I ask him one question. No, no, no. So he said, he said, he said my wife and my son or whatever now i guess his son was there but his daughter was with his wife or i don't know how many kids he has but anyway yeah but he said i guess it's back to being a father for me too and i was like <laughs> come on dude come on man it's so true though because i want to hold him when does anyone ever talk about Djokovic's family life it's nothing it's like 
they just talk about his strokes and that's it yeah i fit that that was so sad. He was just <laughs> reaching out for some love. It was like they had a list of questions for Federer and the Djokovic are just like, you know, how do you feel that you won? You know, what are you going to do in the future? And that's well, it. more importantly, he inserted like right. a, a, a similar, the same question. <laughs> he inserted an answer also. He's like, look, I'm just like him. I'm just like him. People like me. And see, he has a, he has a funny sense of humor, but he doesn't get enough opportunity to, to put it out there. And he doesn't do it at all during matches. That's the problem. Like matches, he's got no sense of humor. He's like, like the win was the end of the world, the French. Right. Um, but like in, in the match against Bautista, at one point they were cheering because he lost a set and he raises his <laughs> arms. Up and he ra- but again, that's what everybody does because it's two sets to, I mean, you know what I mean? They right. want the match to be longer. No, no. They hate him. Too. Well, that too. But he's like egging them on. Like, yeah, I keep cheering. Like, great. He's so great. And it's like, he's going to eye roll and sarcastic. But it's like. That's just you, it's just stupid stuff you can't do. Now, and that's if he cares, and he may not. He may not, and and I had never thought about that idea that that heart thing was patronizing to the crowd. And if that's the case, <laughs> I like it now. And, and I don't know about that. But. Well, listen, and if I like it, it's not because I'm an a hole. It's because maybe that's his only way to fight back. Without you know, I mean, that's what I used to think. I like it, but I hear so many stories about how it just burns him up that. Nadal and Federer are so much more popular than he is. But it's like, at this point, that's not changing. Even if he wins 24, that's not changing. Novak, if you're listening, call in. I Uh, mean, it'll change when those guys retire. That's the only way it's going to change. No, no, I can help him with his PR. I can do it. I can help him. (laughs) Haircut immediately. Haircut, first of all. Second of all, he needs to come on the podcast. I think that would help (laughs) tremendously. Because I would literally sit here and ask him, do you hate that everybody hates you? Do you hate that or do you care? Because that's really the number one thing I want to know. Oh, and how do you feel about playing in the weakest era? Congratulations. All <laughs> By the way, slam speaking titles. of what I hate, I hated the entire second week how they interviewed every top player, I use that term loosely, about how amazing it was to play in this era of tennis in the big three. Yeah. First of all, they all effing hate it. You know, no, they wish all three of them would retire tomorrow. Right. They were all like, oh, it's <laughs> such a blessing that we get to see this greatness up close like Dominic team was like, oh man, we're just never going to see this again. And it's so incredible. And Isner was like, oh yeah, I love seeing all these guys. It's all complete lies. Right. Like they don't, they would rather it be easy and all those guys be gone and they have a chance to actually win a slam in the next five years. By the way, speaking of people who don't lie, that's not true. I'm sure he does. <laughs> but in this case, he tweeted out, he's like, uh, Nick Kyrgios is please Rod, Roger Federer win please <laughs> he's begging Roger Federer to win <laughs> he's not a fan I'm of Novak you, I couldn't I like him a lot more than I like a lot of other, lot of other players on tour because at least he's got something you know yeah but all of that it, none of that's real either it's I all know. just a cry for help I know um, he's an attention seeker more than a tennis player probably yeah for sure for sure I mean he said it. he doesn't like tennis so that's fine <laughs> but hey guess what uh, if you can't you know get him out of there based on guys beating them then we're stuck with them so that's their fault well and since we're on the men's segment and oh, i know yeah. we got about this we got in this last week but how depressing was this tournament for the future of tennis not the current but for the future i mean every everybody young lost. player lost to an inferior opponent not yeah. just lost they right. lost to an inferior opponent right and i think we talked a little bit about that um yeah we had a couple of hopes left when we did our last show but yeah like yeah Going into um, Monday, we had you know Query and Sanger, and those aren't young guns, but no. we had. Uh, and by the way, I don't know how much money I owe you. I can't gamble on tennis, but uh, what are you going to do? An American made it. I don't know if we. They did. Did we? Did we? 
Were we here for that? Did we talk about that? Yeah, because you predicted one, and we actually had uh, two well, going playing, into Monday. They were playing each other, so right. automatically. Right. We okay. knew we'd have one in the quarters at least. We just didn't know which one yet. Yeah. And luckily it was Query because he had a real shot against... Oh, no, <laughs> he did not. But but go back to that round. So the quarters... I've heard of them. Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic all played. The first set of every match, they were all 4-5, four, 4-all, four, five 5-all, six 6-all. One of them... Well, Djokovic lost first set, I believe. No, um, Federer, Federer yeah. lost first set. But he was playing the fourth best player, Corey. <laughs> but they all like were blowouts the next sets. Yeah, so and that f- just shows you what you talked about. Like it, it's not a skill level issue. Right. It's just, it's ridiculous. Right. So, th- and that's why when, when people lose their minds on Twitter, when I say weakest air, um, oh, any of these guys could beat any, you know, uh, buddy back guy, in whatever. Right. No, no, they couldn't. Right. Not in a staring contest, they couldn't. <laughs> and I don't actually mean a staring contest, but I mean, who's going to blink first? Because they're all chumps. They're well, chumps. Well, Goffin was, I believe, 4-3 serving. Dude. And lost nine games in a row. How dumb do I feel? <laughs> because I, what did I say uh, after, who did he, Verdasco? Yeah. But actually, I think it might have been even the round before that. And I was like, I got to admit it, I love Goffin. Oh, he looked great the first eight games. It was like, wow. I think he was up a break, uh, even at the in that first set. Mm. And then it was like, okay. Oh, like it this, was the it was the third round against Medvedev. Yeah, it was kind of like you said about Djokovic in the final. It was like, okay, Djokovic decided to actually play this set, and then. Oh man! But it just it doesn't make sense on grass to be able to do that. Query and all, I can understand that Query fading away <laughs> after a set, but still. Yeah, I mean it, that deep in a tournament, he's so big. Yeah. Um, I'm less less disappointed in that. I don't know how anybody. I mean, th- this is maybe why people are so fanatic about the big three because that's all they have to hang their hat on. Yeah. Because nobody is worth watching. Right. Unless they're playing each other. Well, how can you build a fan base around any other player when you don't? They're not in the tournament in the second week half the time. You have to ban the big three. That's it. <laughs> it's shut them down. It's over. Like I love Sissipas, but it's hard to love someone who you don't see after the first five days of a tournament. I can't not think of him as sissy pants. Like I said, my daughter turned and thought, "Are they saying sissy pants?" No, they're not. Well, maybe until he wins, that's his name. I think so. Um, but apparently, his Insta game is on point, and I just don't care. Well, I think he's spending too much time on his Insta game. I listen. I don't know what he's doing, but he ain't beating nobody. The next big hope. I'm gonna have to be honest with you. The next time somebody talks about this next player, this next player, I'm immediately gonna go out and bet against that player <laughs> with every penny I have, if I could gamble. But right. I don't because I don't. Um, well, we had yeah, we had Felix this tournament that was getting a lot of press. We had obviously Tsitsipas, I mean Coco in the women's, but it was it was it, was, women, it all fell in like a thirty six hour span. Yeah, but women, I'm okay with. I I'll look at the next up and coming women oh, yeah. and be like, wait a second, maybe maybe I will you know invest in them. Well, we don't have problems with people collapsing at sixteen, seventeen. Like when you're twenty two, twenty three, you've been out there a while. Like you've been the next big thing for a couple of years. You got to do something. And even it's it's not even just the Americans; it's the it's the European players that are the hyped, and they also are doing the same thing. Yeah, I just you cannot tell me that Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal are in that much better shape than those other guys. And we know the tennis isn't that much better because, like I said, they were all at five all, four alls, you know, four or, six or win sets or yeah. 
have beat him from time to time in some random tournament. You're telling no me that Federer, well, yeah, Bautista beats Djokovic twice. You're telling me that Federer is in better shape in a third set than any 25 and under opponent <laughs> he plays. That doesn't make any sense. <sighs> and yeah, they've got the you know the, the teams around them and the high level coaching and the listen. No, they don't. That doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, I can't think of any other way to present the idea that it's the weakest error because it's it's uh so obvious you, at this point well you can use the exact same evidence and people do oh, well, how could it be the weakest era when we have the big three no 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 that's you're missing the point um when you're talking about the overall to landscape of the tour it's not good man like hundreds of players it's not good i i mean who who gives you that feeling like we had watching coco golf over the first week right now again is there a danger of getting too hyped up about her of course of course there is because she's 15 yeah but anybody that's 17 or 20 you can get a little bit there's a chance you could get overhyped and be wrong but at this point on the men's side if you're getting hyped up about anybody young you're a sucker well, i was gonna say when is the last time a 21 or under man made a compelling run in a slam Curios when he beat Nadal at Wimbledon, you know, four or five years ago. Yeah, but I also think it's also more than just that. I also think it's a a, a run backed up by multiple, yeah, you know, weeks after. But I mean, like Felix, he's made the finals of a two fifty or finals of five hundred. But that, like, you have but to do nobody's it in the slam. There. Nobody's right. there. You have to do it in the slam to mean something, and then do it more than that one two week period. Like, yeah, made was it the quarters or the semis the Australian? quarters either way either way either what way is, is good what has he done what has he done since right a lot of uh, instagram <laughs> so who was the first who was the first play was it dimitrov was he the first net because he was baby fed yeah, he, and, they, he got a lot of attention i don't know if he was the first but i'm trying I feel to feel like he and team were about the same time he's older but i'm you know i'm trying to think of who ascended the hype mountain and then fell the you know the the was it Raonic was in there too? Yeah. Although I don't know if they fell because they really never got there. You yeah. know what I mean? It was kind of. Well, but Dimitrov has fallen. Yes, big yes, time. yes. Yeah, for sure. Raonic hasn't really fallen. He's just been injured. Um, so he's fallen, but not, you know, necessarily because of anything he's done wrong. Yeah, and that's I think that's the case with again with Delpo, who's won one. But yeah, you know I think we look at it. And again, there's some evidence right there of why maybe this is a weak, the weakest era. Maybe it wouldn't be as weak if he was 100% all right. the time. If he right. was competing in every tournament along with the big three, maybe none of them would be above 20. And even Roundich, if he was and all in, yeah. know, he's beaten Federer at Wimbledon. So it's... Well, team, team turned pro in uh, 2011, um, Dimitrov in 08. So he had a good three years on okay. him for that overhype. So I, I, I seem to th- think that, you know, just remember Well, back, just the fact that he's baby fed, that was like supposed to be... And that was right out of the gate. Right. Well, and keep in mind, in 2008, so that means Federer is 29, 40. 28, which is oh. supposed to be when you're fading in tennis, in theory. Um, so... Well, by the way, uh, people have been using, I've heard the, the Tom Brady argument. <laughs> he's not getting better. Just because they're still winning doesn't right. mean he's getting better. Right. First of all, 
Bill Belichick is a witch. All right, <laughs> somebody needs to tie a bag of concrete to his feet and see if he floats because he's a witch. There's a well, Salem witch trial uh, reference, by the way. Uh, well, and that's such such a subjective topic with football players because it's well, 53 players and it's it, the ultimate team game right i mean you could look at completion percentage or v- velocity or something i'm right. sure but even that doesn't mean anything necessarily and he's never had a strong arm but the bottom line is he's not getting physically better yeah. and although he's you know he only stretches he doesn't lift yeah. weights and he eats you know basically spinach stems yeah, I knew and, he ate and that's it crazy um but yeah so it it uh, there's nothing else I can say on it, which probably will make a lot of people out there happy. But <laughs> it's there is certainly a chance, but just pure physical ability and their mental capacity, because even when they play each other, for the most part, it's pretty high level. They certainly could be the greatest three ever or three of the greatest 10 ever or five right. ever. Um, well, but, I think. But they're doing it in a weak era. Based on this is the first time I can say this without not counting in injury that's the first time after watching it all in fed that i actually saw signs of decline yes like i watched that and i'm like yes. man, he would have. i think he would have gotten to that ball last year or two years ago and or maybe they sat in the locker room and said listen you hate Djokovic as much <laughs> as i do let's conserve one of us has to win one of us has well, that's fine but i want us to either one of us to beat you know that was the worst case scenario for them to play each other and then the winner yeah. plays Djokovic. yes and lose right know? i mean that's because it really is them versus him at this point. Yeah, kind of. But then once you know he passes Nadal, then it's Federer versus him. There's but no, Federer hasn't beaten him in forever. By the way, there's just no chance that if there was no wind at the French Open, there's no doubt in my mind Djokovic <laughs> would have won that thing. Golly! I almost called it. I, I still think there's no chance he doesn't catch him. And Pat, I hope you're right. I hope it's 21, 20, and 20. I mean, this has to be Federer's last chance to win a slam. And I hope that two of those for Djokovic come against Nadal on clay <laughs> at the French obviously well if that happens then Nadal ain't getting to 20 because <laughs> that's point. his only place to get yeah, two that's, more that's a fair point um, how dare you although Nadal could play the French to at least 40 and be in the top eight easily so any I mean there is nothing nothing to be gained from this uh, once again Just from this menstrual. chapter in the uh, legacy of the big 3. I mean there is nothing to be gained from this men's this men's draw at all. I mean tennis no. anger and American hope. No. Did, I'm kidding. Well because it actually happened in the final did you have any feelings about 12-12 should they have quit at 6-6? Oh 12-12 stupid. Yeah. I just wanted it once it got past six. I was like, just hurry up and get to twelve so we can play a tie break. Well, and it was like twelve, twelve, and then I saw seven, three. I'm like, wow. So you played twenty four games, and then it was that you know anticlimactic to go to seven, three. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like it one bit. Well, and it doesn't. It didn't prove to benefit anyone during the course of the tournament. Well, number one, that was the only time it happened, and number two, it's just. Rahiv Ram would have a little time to say about that. <laughs> Sorry, thanks, Andy Murray. I know we never talk about like, doubles, but that doubles final was amazing, I have to say. It, there was, yes. It was awesome. Yes. Now, to be fair, <laughs> that's all you had right. on the men's side. Okay, <laughs> well, so, no, but I'm not saying it's all of a sudden, better than the, biggest, the singles. You're the biggest doubles fan ever all of a sudden because you're a loser and can't get to the singles. Well, and also took up 85% of the women's final broadcast. <laughs> that's <laughs> not nice. Um, Oh, you mean it had to, so you're right. Well, first of all, you take somebody like Mahu, 
who has at least shown himself to be a quality singles player at times, right. right? For a certain period of time. And now he's carrying that onto the doubles court where he also displays separate, you know, skills for doubles, yeah. but at a high level as well. And certainly a higher level potentially. Um, but yeah, it was real doubles. It was, it was really and actually everybody rushing the net, which was cool to see. It was good doubles. Guys were trying to hit the ball low as opposed to hard. They were trying, you know, well, trying and, to, and what I actually thought, we rarely say this, but the commentators did a cool job a couple times of mentioning why Mahu wasn't playing with Hair Bear because I wondered that throughout the tournament. Did you hear that backstory? Because he has a dumb last name. <laughs> so he called, Mahu calls him and says, hey, you want to play doubles? You know, like we always do. We won four grand slams together. And Hair Bear says, no, I'm going to focus on singles, you know, so I can lose in the second round instead of the first round. <laughs> um, and which, so they didn't play together. Well, then two days before the tournament, Hair Bear signs up with Murray. And so Mahu's pissed. And then what happens? Mahu makes the final with a, you know, a 40 year old, however old that guy is. Um, So I just thought hearing that kind of backstage information was kind of interesting. That's fun. I like it. Yeah. Of course, it would have been more interesting if they played each other. But well, it would have been more interesting. I mean, they lost, obviously, but it'd be more interesting if real players played in double. Right. I mean, well, and some of them did. They just didn't do that well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and Murray, I don't count, you know, still because who knows where he's at with his bionic hip. Um, again, doubles is dramatically more popular in terms of playing. Right. People that watch tennis play doubles dramatically more than singles. And I wonder if, I wonder if Federer was in a, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe the Olympics is the only place to find this. And I, I don't know if the numbers work out or whatever. I don't care. But if, if. If he was in the finals against, you know, I don't know, some, you know, the, the second or third best player from Spain or something, right. uh, whoever that is. Um, or Whatever, in singles. Lopez. Or was in the finals of doubles with Rorenka for Switzerland against maybe the Bryan brothers. Right. And that's a little unfair because the Bryan brothers are a way bigger draw than Feliciano Lopez for Pizza. Yeah. But whatever. Whoever the set, like Shapovalov for Canada. Yeah. Canada's number two or right. wherever he's probably number 10 now. But whatever. It seems to me that all things being equal, if you have the star player in an event that means equally as much, because I think Federer, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess he's won gold before in doubles, you know, and he didn't in singles. Has he ever won gold in singles? Federer, no. Yeah, I didn't think so. He lost to Murray at Wimbledon uh, in the Olympics one year. So anyway, maybe that would change it. But let's say he'd never won doubles either. Yeah. I'm trying to simulate how much it would mean. Because right. certainly, even if he was in the Wimbledon doubles final, he would not care. Right. I mean, he would care yeah, in as much as he mean. Uh, does as a human. But it certainly has nothing you know, to, to the degree to, the, on singles. But anyway. Well, what I thought was funny, too, is you didn't sh- they didn't show a minute of doubles the entire tournament. And then you expect us to watch five hours of the final. Like, we didn't see any of the path of how they got there. Right. And then you got five hours on ESPN of doubles, which was just kind of interesting. I mean, yeah. and again, I, wa- I did watch it, but I would have also watched it through the tournament some if right. it was available. Well, and again, I mean, doubles is in a no-win situation. It really is. With no players playing, it, it just doesn't matter. And nobody yeah. cares. And then you get, every now and again, you get a knockdown drag-out match like that final. Right. And it was fun. It was great. But even but you're totally right. Even the stands were emptying as that match went on, and I was on the edge of my seat. But just it was funny that even you could tell the fans that were there were into it. But it was like, uh, let's go, right. let's go to dinner, you know. 
So without the name recognition, you're never going to get that much yeah. interest. Name recognition and means, if they care about it is something, what? Right. Yeah. Which, it, you know. Well, it, and then they showed the prize money and it was like, I think 300,000. I think each winner got 300,000. Wow. Um, each player, not team. Wow, that's pretty high. I would think it'd be 300 for the winners and they split it. I think that's what it was. I think it was like 600 total. Yeah, I believe you. Um, but again, that's 20% of the singles final. Yeah. Um, all right. If there's anything I hate in this world, it's men's tennis. So let's forget about that and talk about women's when we come back. It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. Now let's talk about some real, live, actual tennis. (laughs) Ladies doubles. (laughs) Shay Suway. Yes. And Strakova. Yes. You want to give me the X's and O's of how they want it? Well, yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, Sway. Shway. 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 First first name Fung. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) It's just not. Her and uh, Barbara. Um, I mean, Shue Shue can ball, man. She's just got... <laughs> oh, I loved watching her singles what a, match. What a great doubles... I mean, but just double skills. I mean, she's got so much skill with the racket, um, and, she, you know, she play all court. Is she the closest player on tour to no. Fabrice Santoro? Oh, nice. No. No? There, no? Is there anybody close to him? No. See, I, he was yeah, my favorite. Mansoor Brahmi. He's not <laughs> Yeah, who I wanted to see, by the way. I would have right. loved to watch that, too. I was Googling clips last night and couldn't find any. They say that his stadium is packed every time, no matter what. Oh, I'm sure. Well, he was he was in the stadium yeah. for Mahu, and he was fired up. I saw that he was getting after it because uh, he's you know he's, he's he's Iranian, but he's lived in France for a long By time. By the way, who was the cowboy that was in like the stands for every match in the players' box for every match? I don't know, I didn't see him. He had a cowboy hat. He was in Serena's box. He was in like Nadal's box. Tony Romo. He was in, <laughs> It was like an older cowboy. Dallas Cowboy joke, by the yeah, way. It was so weird. I just couldn't figure out who he was. I didn't see at all. Somebody call in. That thing right there you have, in the, it, it's a phone, <laughs> and it's got this thing called Google. I thought you're supposed to be my source of information. No, I'm your source, all right. Um, all right, women. I'm kidding about the doubles, because for the same reason we don't care about men's doubles, we certainly don't care that much <laughs> about women's doubles. Um, although... I was going to say more of the stars play. I was going to say, or not really. It's just more of those people that are in that draw <laughs> right. also can do well in singles yeah. because whatever. Well, yeah, because Streetsville was in the semis of singles and won the doubles. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> I mean, I, that's yes. The answer, so, the answer is yes. It is exciting. I'm going to start this segment. But how bad does this make me sound? So I had the women's final ruined for me, as usual. Yep. You mean it, by it was, watching it? <laughs> But it was the first time I've ever been excited to watch it anyway, <laughs> even though I knew the outcome. I was like, I've got to see this. Yeah. I wanted to see her get smoked so You're bad. You're the most un-American, <laughs> racist, sexist, I just couldn't wait to watch it. So, first of all, good gracious, Simona Halep played some tennis. I mean, she just 
played out of her mind. She's the fewest unforced errors in a Grand Slam final ever. It, and she said that, yes, that was the best she's ever played in her life. And she said that earlier in the tournament, too. So, against Azarenka. So, she kind of... She broke her own record. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, but was it, it that or was it... I mean, it was that for sure. But was she, it also Serena being off? Yeah, for sure. That's but, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But that w- that her playing her best match was irrelevant in regards to you know her being able to do what she right. did. I mean, now if Serena's 100% physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever. Does it look like that? I don't know. But man, she was changing directions from so far behind the baseline. I saw her do that throughout the tournament. Yeah. But and, someone said, if Hallett plays like that, I don't think Serena can beat her. And I'm like, um, if Serena's serve is on, I beg to, yeah, I agree I'm with not you. Sure I beg that, to differ. That I, 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 dis, I agree with that. Yeah, that um, doesn't make sense. Of course, uh, Serena is the greatest of all time for a reason. Yeah. Um, so and, it, it did. Yes, she played amazing, but there were definitely some moments where I thought, oh, Serena would have normally gotten that, or she yeah, should have made that shot. Yeah, she wasn't or, moving at all. It, yeah, it wasn't good. Now, it does take two to make you know your best performance ever. I will, I will say this, even if Serena played well, if if Hollip played like that, it could have looked very similar. Well, a tough match. It, but at the same time, uh, even if she was going to try to get out of you know, and could have gotten to playing well, Halep didn't let her. Right. So, you know, I... Well, yeah, I, her only chance with Halep playing like that is to serve bombs, which she really couldn't do throughout the tournament consistently. Yeah, right. First strike tennis, as they call it. Serve plus one, if you will. And and she just couldn't. And I mean, Halep just didn't ever look like she was nervous, which is so much... Different. Yeah. Although, maybe it's what she's been building towards as she's been, you know, kind of steadily climbing and... And, you know, Darren Cahill was there yeah. watching, and she had some things to say nicely about him and all that. And, um, you know, I'm sure her, <laughs> her coach was like, you know, why are you doing, why is your ex-boyfriend texting you? You know, like, <laughs> like what are you doing? Um, well, but, that was a bad – well, I can't say bad. I mean, she lost in the finals. But Muradiglu had Tsitsipas and, and Serena go out badly. But, you know, three Grand Slam final losses in a row – it's going to be hard for Serena not to think about that in the next Grand Slam final, wouldn't you think? Although it depends on where, because she's not letting you know anything slip out of her, out of her camp, you know that yeah. you know she's hurt or right. she's not whatever. So, but she would because that's Serena. You think so? You're the <laughs> if worst. she was hurt, she would You're let people the, know. Maybe they did ask her if she was going to play in San Jose, which I didn't even know there was a tournament in San Jose. She's like, no, I don't think I'm signing up for that one. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if that was a San Jose reporter or what. So yeah, I mean if she if she knows she's a hundred percent and it's a one week tournament, so some of these US Open series tournaments right. and she can kinda I don't think she'll be thinking about it. And then if she can play her way into form and, and be feeling good going into the US Open, why not? Well it almost do you think it hurt her how easy her matches were leading up to the final? Yeah. And that, I say easy in terms of the caliber of her opponent. Right. Yeah, that can certainly always hurt because you're not battle tested. I mean, Risk was her toughest match, and that was a great match. That was a good match, and that was probably when the draw started to go downhill. When and by the that, way, apparently, apparently, it's not win one Grand Slam and disappear. Now it's win two and disappear. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know if Ash Barty's disappearing or not. Yeah, that was well. I mean, it's like the only grass court specialist there is in the women's tour, and it's her favorite surface. So. You can't. I don't know that I can blame her for losing, especially when she took a set off Serena too. 
It's like she obviously right. It's not a fluke. Right. Yeah. 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 She obviously is good. Yeah. She beat Benchich. Um, every match she played is three. If she would have played yeah. one, just one straight set match, I wasn't too happy how Barty played in that match. I thought, you know, she definitely didn't look like she was herself. Yeah. Which you know again that could have been added pressure and the fact that she won on her least favorite surface and now she's going to her favorite surface. What are we supposed to do here? And it, it, that just could have been pressure. And we said going into the round of 16, you know, that really Halep and Serena were the two players left that would make the most interesting final. Little did we know. But, I mean, yeah. going like I said, going into those two finals, I was probably equally excited or maybe even more excited about the women's. Dude. Um, Every match risk played was three sets. <laughs> that poor thing. <laughs> and yeah, and and multiple of them she lost first set. Good for her. Is she the future of American tennis? I don't think so. On grass. On grass. <laughs> She'll um, be the one in the Hall of Fame championships in a couple weeks that yeah. stays on grass and everybody else has gone to hardcore. The Indian wells of grass court <laughs> tournaments. Just let it go. Let it go. Um by the way, once again, another player that you're thinking, okay. He's a Hall of Famer. Who will be at his level in 15 years? Evgeny Kafelnikov is getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Okay. So 15 years from now, which, you know, right. team? Does he have, and he has zero slams, right? Goffin? He might have a slam final. Well, he might have out. even got to number one in the world, actually. He was, yeah. definitely. So that's something. <laughs> that's something. <laughs> it, it's funny you say that, though, because I was thinking about that again the other day. And there was an interesting name I came up with. Now I got to remember who it was um, for potential Hall of Fame. He he won the 1999 Australian Open. Oh, okay. And he won the 1996 French Open. Oh, so two-time slam. You're definitely getting in there. So 99 and 96. And he was a finalist in the tour finals in 97. And he won gold in 2000. Okay. And was he ever number one? Does it say that? Uh, highest ranking, I'm sure he was. Um, career titles, 26. That's a lot, too. May 3rd, 1999, highest ranking, number one. No, the name I was thinking about was Chilich. Because he's won a slam. He's made two finals. Yeah. He pretty much has to be in the whole well, thing in this era. Delpo and him, I mean... And Warinka. How can they not be because they're the only options we have? Well, unless they just keep picking guys from the 90s because they're better. Like, I mean, you could put... I mean, Rafter may already be in there, but I would... Well, Roddick has one Grand Slam title. And again, hopefully they do a better job. Roddick's in for sure. He's already in. Yeah. Hopefully... But I mean, he should be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hopefully they're looking at a more comprehensive picture than than most fans do which is just grand right. you know major wins. Well, yeah because chillich won davis cup right he's been in several grand Slam finals but also all the other ter- you know i mean titles right now also. you got team like you said he's got you know two grand Slam finals is that you know that's not worthy in itself one because of 40 mile an hour wins <laughs> i don't even want to hear about it they better put an asterisk next to his and name like Cor- he's never been in the top three um so that's something against him, obviously. No, I mean, if you go from 90 or 2005 to 2020, you know, in six months, you're going to have a hard time finding legit Hall of five Famers. people from that era. It's going to not the big three. You mean, yeah, right. 
Mm-mm-mm. It's going to be Ferrer, I'm telling you. It's got to be. It's going to be Ferrer and Burditch. Because he's <laughs> beloved. Songa is going to get in there. Oh, my God. Um, Are you telling... <laughs> You know, now I don't know if you're joking or if you're you really think that's what's going to happen. And if that's what happens, then there you go. I yeah. I hope we're not doing this podcast. They're going to put Federer, Federer's coach, Federer's <laughs> trainer. Like every year, it's going to be this guy was a met, writer who met, covered yeah, Federer. He met Federer in the subway one year. Uh, he trained with him at Central Park for the 2006 all just US so they, Open. All just so they could skip a Djokovic. <laughs> won't, won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody but Djokovic. They're gonna ha- they're gonna be having pe- people reporters try to dig up stuff on him. He was doping, <laughs> or that he murdered some children or something. Oh, why do they hate you, Novak? <laughs> I don't hate you. I hate your hair and I hate your heart thing, unless it's ironic, and then I like it. Um, <laughs> other than that, you're the best ever out of these three. <laughs> you notice I said best ever out of these three. So what? <laughs> what conversation are we having right now? If Federer wins that? Oh, oh no, we're on the women's. Never mind. God, you're the worst. I am. It, it, not a lot different. It, actually, it's worse because at least, Joke, like you said, Djokovic spices up the argument a bit. Then it delays the argument for another year because right. Djokovic's got to catch up. And, and, you know, hey, and also he he's getting them now before they're like, they're not going to retire right. at the end of this year. They're not going to retire at the end of next oh, year. And, but you wait, like you like I said, when they retire and he piles up five or six, somebody's going to come out with, well, he won five or six because he didn't explain a dollar Federer. Even right. though Federer won 12 without having to play him. Which also tells you exactly what I've been saying. Well, if, just because they weren't there, so what? This is such All a strong... All the other great players are there. such a strong era. The strongest <laughs> ever. Golden age of tennis. Dum-dums. That's my, that was my favorite catchphrase. Golden age of tennis. Three players make a golden age. That's ridiculous. I mean, Serena, I guess All that right, includes... sexist. <laughs> Let's get to the women. Well, we never talk about, will Serena get 24? Dude. I don't think she will. Man. I'm worried that she won't. U.S. Open, she goes crazy. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm being serious. That's legitimate. A legitimate. A lot, hey, listen, that's a very stressful city. There's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, is Carlos Ramos there this year? Uh, if so, yeah, she's yeah, not getting it. I will shove this ball down your... What if they announced at the start of the tournament that Carlos Ramos is doing the final? Um, like She won't have to worry about that. <laughs> but Australian, she comes in out of shape every year. The French is not her surface, and I mean Wimbledon. That's a whole year away. I'm not seeing it, Man. and I'm not trying to be like this Serena doubter. Oh, she's not as good as everybody says she was, or she is the greatest ever. I'm just saying, I but don't she's see one baby in, and she's however old she is, <laughs> and she's still making it to finals. Though it's right. like, man, one of the commentators or one of the uh, guys in the press conference, journalists said something like. Do you think if you were in a little better shape, you would have won this tournament? <laughs> and I, I, by the way, I hate those press conferences. If I was a player, I would loathe them. I hate all of it. I but I love watching them. Just for the because they, cringe they, factor. They can't ask a question like nicely. They'll ask like, why did you miss 25 backhands? Like, in other words, why did you suck? And then the next question is, why did you suck in the first set? And then why did you suck this bad? Right. You've beaten her nine out of 10 times. Why did you lose this time? Like, they're so but on stupid. The, but on the other side of that, who was it? Oh, uh, well, Kyrgios, because he's an idiot. You know, so, or, or no, you know what? Joe Conta, perfect example. She, I didn't see her. She was asked about a question. She was asked about something tennis related, and, the, and, and she responded with something along the lines of that was condescending or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think so. And then people were talking about how it was sexist. I'm like, mm, I think a w- woman could ask the exact same question. 
and you know i don't know it the bottom line is this those press conferences are no win <laughs> right for uh, that, oh for anyone right well because i mean think about any other occupation and having to answer questions like you just got fired from your job and you got to go in and give an interview before you leave so do you think uh <laughs> you think being late every single day to work had any impact on your you know, firing why did your sales numbers go down for the last six months straight you know it's like it's just there's no way to answer that yeah we're in the weakest era of sales and uh these big three are just selling paper like nobody's business but i just don't know there's no answers you can give serena actually did a pretty good job i was impressed with well, her if fetter do, i mean fetter basically does it for them yeah i mean hey fetter how you doing today well yeah on my back you know he right. just he, he he takes care of it yeah Win or lose, because he doesn't care. Whereas Serena tries not to answer, and then the problem is she just gets asked the same question again and again. Right. It's like, why did it lose? Well, you know, Hallett played amazing match. Oh, what about her game was so amazing? Well, you know, she was really did a good job moving me around. Yeah, well, how did she do that? It's like it's, she just she makes them re-ask over and over. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, not good. Not good. And, and quite frankly, not informative. No. At all. And furthermore, it shouldn't be. If this is an ongoing career, these people have to play. And if, hey, I've been really working on my road to, you know, it's like, what are they going to say? They're going to give away all the secrets they've been working on in practice and what they're trying to do against this player. Oh, the pre-match is the worst. Oh, that's dumb. They they don't do that at Wimbledon, luckily, but they did it. They do it at the U.S. and it's the worst. Yeah, they just give them flowers. You know, you've beaten her the last three times. What is the key to your win tonight with her standing right behind you? (laughs) You know, oh, I'm going to try to go deep to her backhand and come to the net, you know, and it's like she's standing right there. And then the next she comes up. All right. Well, she's planning to go deep to your backhand. How are you going to stop that? It's, it's just it's so stupid. I'm going to listen to the press conference and do exactly the opposite. Thank you. It's I, like, yeah, there's so many things they could do better there. I mean, just ask a stupid. I mean, I'd rather them ask a stupid question. You know, what music do you listen to before you go on the court? Or like they told Halop, what are you going to do with your Wimbledon membership now that you get free access to the restaurant and she was like she was like really i do i had no idea she was laughing about it yeah at least that brought something to the table right well they do that in football too though oh you know, i know that, uh, talking to the coach on the way out right to the locker room you get one question and it's you know and why they, are you down 35 to 3 at, at the half yeah when well, they started an nba too but who nobody is there a clamoring for that no that i don't know about not one bit <laughs> not one bit that's what i keep telling myself during this tennis coverage i'm like is there somebody that wants to see this that i'm just the odd man out that i don't want to well, see Federer six two six two five one well first of all in america i'm dumbfounded that we have tennis journalists first of all <laughs> i'm surprised we have we, one with ben i'm surprised we even have tennis podcasts in america to be <laughs> honest with say you. tennis period yeah that too <laughs> uh but i'm dumbfounded anybody pays anybody to write about tennis when no one cares about tennis Right. That's what I don't understand. Well, but, and the thing is, I'm glad, but I, I actually know a friend who used to do that for a living, but it was like an eight week job. You right. would do it for two weeks during every slam. And then the rest of the time right. you're covering powerlifting or, you know, boxing or whatever. Well, listen, you can't get odds at some of the sports books in Vegas. No, ex- you can't. Except on the Grand Slam. Right. Tournament. Yeah. You can't go in and bet on the Atlanta Open. Or the, Not that I would. <laughs> right. Sir. Um, yeah. So. All right, so what have we garnered from the women's draw? Because we said the women were two two tournaments ago. So after the Australian or, or into the clay court season, we said, hey, it's getting a little bit wobbly here. Women's tennis is starting to go off the rails just a little. Uh, you know, how far can it go off the rails before it's a problem? Well, and 
are we there except we got we finally just right coming in the train station the finals pulled us back in well and not to beat a dead horse oh god this was another press conference question they said do you think winning the 2018 french open really helped you win this that was 13 months ago (laughs) like obviously it didn't help her because she lost the next four slams after that and then won one like it it was not not related right they were they were but i mean what they meant to say was did the you know the pressure affect you less this time because you want to slam previously are you figuring out not how to freak out right and now trying that, to say that in a nice way. Now that Cahill's gone, have you found <laughs> after he he left you and you wept for a week straight? Right. Do you have it together now? Because eighteen months ago at the French Open, y'all won. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they. But want I to think say. that we got to fix this ranking system. How can how can Halep win Wimbledon and she's fourth? I don't. Know. I just don't get that. I don't know. Now we do have Osaka, who's won two of the last five. You know. That means something. And Barty. Barty, two of the last five. I mean, that's got to be, that's got to be some continuity for the women's going forward. Well, the problem is, is we've seen such a precipitous drop with Osaka. Right. Now, hopefully, Barty will not drop. I mean, she dropped. Well, and I think. I mean, Wimbledon wasn't, oh, she lost. (laughs) No, she is the one seed (laughs) and lost in the, in the uh, fourth round. Right. To an unseated American. On Mediocre Monday. On Mediocre Monday. <laughs> um, and no, it's not the court. It's <laughs> not the court. Number one players in the women's game have been losing for years. By the way, I looked up like the last three years of that Monday at Wimbledon, and it's been awful three years in a row. Like Federer, Djokovic, and Dahl have won easily all three years. Serena's won easily all three years. And you know that's all they show the whole day. Right. So it's been terrible tennis, and they hide Well, there you up. go. I'm not getting excited about next year. Don't let me get excited. That's why... We need to get rid of Middle Sunday. Just play. Right. Let it go. Just but play. So, one featured match. My Yeah. My only hope for Osaka, yeah, except the featured match would be Federer versus Basilishvili, and it would be 90 minutes. <laughs> it needs uh, to be something. But my only hope for Osaka is that her two collapses were not on hard court, and her two wins were on hard court. So maybe the fact that we're going back to hard court, she will – prove that it's been the surface that's her best and she can bring it back maybe if she loses early in the couple pre-tournaments that's going to be really nah, more depressing no that'll be great she'll be more <laughs> i'm serious yeah. I, I think she'll be more rested but the, so that's i guess really is Halep winning now say anything about her that osaka winning two in a row and then barty winning one What's the, is there a difference between Halep? Because Halep only has two. Right. So does Osaka. But in the last six, we've got three two-time winners. So that's got to be a positive. So what you're saying is, is it Osaka, Barty, and Halep are equivalent to each other? Wait, who? Yeah, who won the Australian Osaka? That's dicey. So Barty's only won one. That's dicey because Osaka... Has fallen off a cliff, but I mean, at least if you think of it in that those like it, there was a time when at one point there was ten different slam winners, like ten in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that at least that we have, like, I feel like if you ignore the rankings, which women's tennis probably should anyway, like going to the Open, we've probably got like five contenders, and it would be a pretty big surprise if it was outside those five. Would it though? I know what well, you're I'm saying. Hoping. I'm hoping. On paper, I know what you're saying. But would it, though? 
But I'm saying that I think that what the people get fooled by is the ranking. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Svitolina being right. six. Who cares? Like she, that was her first Grand Slam semi. That was the two longest games ever. It was, and then the rest of it took less <laughs> than those two games because she lost those two games. Right. But like Svitolina um, Burton's, like I'm right. sorry, she's not a factor in a slam. Right. Yet. Um. So Serena, you're right. counting her. Yep. Osaka. Yep. Baddy. Yep. By the way, that's the only accent <laughs> that I can do that sounds pretty decent. I think it does. Um, so Barty, who did I say? Serena, Osaka, Barty. Barty. Um, Halep. And, and who's your fifth? I would put Sloane Stevens. Oh, because she's one one, and she's in the mix. She's not flaming out early in slams right. anymore. Well, like early meaning like first round. What about Conta? <laughs> I think this was a. I think this is a little fluky summer for her. I don't see that continuing. Hmm. She's saucy, man. She gets, <laughs> she gets in those press conferences and causes trouble. I like it. Uh, still not sexism, but good for her. Um, I'd put Conta in there because at least it's, it's, she had, she hadn't won anything, but it's, it's it's sustained success. Yeah. Sustained success. And I think that's the difference. Well, and she is on the rise. What I try not to do this time of year that happens every year is we get hyped, overhyped about the Americans and it's for one reason. Every tall. Well, every tournament is mostly American Speaking <laughs> because of tall, they're all here. Conta is 5'11". Man. Oh, wow. But uh, every tournament is in America, so half the field is American. So, yeah, we're going to have oh, all these chump finalists and winners. and Right. So I have to, oh, man, Fritz has won and made the finals of two tournaments this summer. He's really going to be a factor going <laughs> right. to the Open. No, he's not. Yeah, all the. I didn't know they had ATP 150s. <laughs> somehow challenger plus tournaments. somehow it's a 32 draw with 31 americans <laughs> and one bye yeah. americans are killing it it's an all-american final again this year all-american final um, in winnetka illinois <laughs> uh, for winnetka all our listeners well uh, the only reason i say that is because concurrent to the second week of wimbledon uh, pro circuit tournament and what was going on which i saw on the tennis channel That's funny well done tennis channel showing us the matches we care about well hey showing the matches you can afford to show <laughs> uh but yeah i just i'm ex- i'm still excited going into the open because i think there's going to be some americans and i'm talking about the women's now obviously there's gonna be some american factors there's gonna be uh you know, some continuity, I hope. Continuity. Nice. <laughs> um, well, but it's so far away. First of all, hard courts are my favorite surface. <laughs> <laughs> I say, incidentally, if you're just listening, I say that every single right. tournament. It's like, this is my favorite Grand Slam. Hot American summer. It's the best. Although I have always, always said that the U.S. Open is my favorite slam. Right. Because it's... American. Well, and hardcourt is our favorite surface because that's all we play on ever. And yeah, it's American tennis. But also, I think it it it's that middle of the road service that takes every other little thing out and sort of evens it out. So if you're a dirt baller and you can run for days, that's okay. Hardcourts people can hit through you a little bit. Right. If you're a big server on grass, it's hard. To, I mean, how else does Sam Query make it so deep into the second <laughs> week? Uh, I was say it's kind of the surf the slam that has the most unpredictability at least in terms of the men's like the french we know it's nadal team djokovic those three right wimbledon we know it's federer djokovic those two australian it's always djokovic probably federer nadal those three right u.s open though there's like we had the kevin anderson we had the chilich and shikori like it seems to be a little bit more 
unpredictable yeah, I mean, it's, just it's, because maybe it's faster. It's a neutral, but it's also a neutral in terms of like footing yeah. and and the heat plays a factor sometimes. Somebody yeah, gets hit sure. by the heat unexpectedly. And New York is New York, man. It's crazy. So I think, you know, and again, we talk about unpredictability being a problem in the women's and men. We're, we're, we're craving unpredictability. Please give us something that we haven't seen. Although, again, did you see eight to $15,000 for Federer or Djokovic? I'm like, why? You've seen it 38 times. Or Federer and Adal. Federer like, and You've seen it 39 times. Well, oh, I, don't, I don't get it. Ticket prices? Yeah. yeah. I'm like... Who would pay to do something the 40th time? Now, again, it's not the same people, obviously, but still. Yeah. It's like you've seen it 39 times, and you're telling me the 40th time is you. Know, That's the magic one. That's the magic I one. I just don't get it. I don't either. But, uh, you know. It's the bucket list people, I guess. I think that's who I they're guess. getting. Yeah. It's like, this is probably our last chance to see them. Let's go. Except for every other tournament <laughs> in the next two years. Well, you would think that would be a deterrent. Like, oh, I don't need to go now. I can go, you know, three months at the Open or <laughs> Although, the Australian. I think people are starting to fall for the idea that they're getting old and any yeah. time now they could retire. But you're exactly right. I think Nadal did look less than himself. Um, so, grass court results mean nothing relative <laughs> to the hard courts, you think. But yeah. it's the same five that you would pick. If you had to pick the top five women to win Wimbledon, and then which ones would it's the same five? Don't you think? Probably so. Yeah. Um, so we need Osaka to get her life together. Definitely in New York, the well, scene of the crime, if you will, of her first Grand Slam. She, she needs it for the sake of her ranking too. I mean, oh, it's going to plummet. Yes. Um, if she doesn't, do she something can't there. lose in the second round or first round. No. Disaster. I I need her to be good. I need her to be good. That sounds really weird. Uh, I need her to be good because, like you said, we need four or five women to step up to add that consistency as when you're 24, Serena, but at some point, very soon, you've got to retire. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering if that 24th is her motivation right now. She says it's not. Come on now. Come on. I can't imagine that's not. Yeah, by the way, Number is Margaret Court like one. the 1972 Dolphins? She's popping champagne every uh, slam that Serena loses <laughs> <laughs> on top of her swastikas or whatever. Yes. Um, but That was a little strong, but close. <laughs> but close. But I don't think Serena, that's got to be her motivation. What else could imagine. there be? She's not saying it, but I, I can't imagine. The, I, well, her other motivation is Venus being on the tour still. She can't retire before Venus. That just looks kind of silly, I would think. Yeah, although I mean, because you know, there's got to they got to travel. Yeah, but do everything mileage together. though. I mean, on court time, right. she's way past Venus at this point. Well, yeah, because Venus loses first, second round. Well, <laughs> no, I know what you meant. Yeah, so no, I think that the fact that it's right now a family deal. You know, Venus, Serena, the mom, Travis, other sisters. You know, they've got a whole team. I think when Venus goes, then some of that goes. And then it's like, yeah, this isn't quite as fun as it used to be. Yeah, I could see that. But she, she does have the billionaire who can pretty much, you know, probably do it first class in every possible, you know, way. Well, she's not going to be, I don't think she's sticking around for Venus, but I think when Venus retires, it it, it might prompt her. Right. So I think maybe the inverse of what you're saying. Because Venus is going to say, gosh, it's so nice not having to wake up and practice two hours a day and, yeah. you know, fly in you know, every country in the yeah. world and all that. So you're you would hedge towards uh, putting your money on Serena not winning a twenty fourth. I I can't see it anytime soon. 
I mean, uh, and I would have to see. Soon, well, I know. I, have, I would think if it's, <laughs> it's not gotta be soon. soon. Well, I think. I mean, I don't think she. In other words, I don't think she can get it together by the open. And then historically, like I said, Australian French are not her best. Um, Ooh, I'm thinking that's... Wimbledon. I, I'm thinking Wimbledon 2020 is her best shot. Man, left. Yeah, maybe. Um, and I think the same for Federer. By the way, he's his best shot is Wimbledon 2020 if he has another shot at all. Man. Who thought we'd ever get to this point? <laughs> We're not still, though. But the problem is, he won't ever beat Djokovic again, but nobody else will beat him. Well, I remember in 2015, they said Federer's going to play one more year to play 2016 Olympics. And now here he are, he's going to be in 2020 Olympics. Oof, yeah. In, in singles. Right. It's it's, it's insane. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so tennis So sucks. let's just save this podcast for next year when Djokovic and Federer play in the final. We could just replay it. We don't even need to re-record. We just save that whole segment. I'll have to change the numbers, though. We'll just come in and say, and now Djokovic is two ahead of Federer. That's right. <laughs> and one ahead of Nadal. After winning the last six slams. <laughs> Including the French. I still think the French is the one that screws up Djokovic and, no. and Federer. Wind. Wind. <laughs> it was 40 miles an hour, and he could not handle it. See, Both. He couldn't handle it physically just because it's 40-mile-an-hour winds, and he certainly it, – it, it sent him off the rails. And by the way, it got windy during his Bautista match too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wasn't playing so great then either. Mm. So we found his one you know, weakness is wind. Mm-mm-mm. All right, my friend. Uh, another fortnight in the books, <laughs> and we've learned nothing. That's right. Uh, I still have more hope for women's tennis than I do men. From an American perspective or in no, general? just in general. Overall. And from both. both yeah. Actually, both. But yeah, from an American perspective, but just generally for sure. Well, we um, have some positives we, on the horizon. And by the way, Coco, we have positive on the horizon. We have a chance right. for the women from the American side. And we have a chance from the standpoint of there's other quality players that can grab a hold right. uh, as Serena transitions out of the game. Um and on the men's side, I'm sick of it. Djokovic is our only hope, and that's not a good... I don't like that hope at all. Sorry, Nick Kyrgios. Well, I know, and I've turned myself into the bad guy because I have to root for Djokovic now in every tournament. It's like, and everybody's <laughs> like, I thought you weren't a Djokovic fan. I'm like, I'm not, but I'm so tired of the veteran at all. I'm more of a tennis fan than I am a Djokovic or anybody's non-fan or anybody's yeah. fan. And for the good of the game, he's got to take over. I mean, just think about the Open. How amazing would it be to have a Pass? You know, I don't want to say team, but I guess I will. No, it team would, final. It would be awful. <laughs> the only way this thing, the only way we get out of this thing alive, is if Djokovic overtakes Nadal and Federer, and then right on their heels, there's three guys. And I'm not out of the woods with FAA and seats pass right. to be fair, but they're not showing me a lot now. But yeah. I'm not. I'm not done with them. Wait till hard courts and this next next gen and beyond. If they start coming up and and eclipse, they're going to eclipse Nadal and Federer first, right. and then they'll retire, and then Djokovic will be the lone big three, and they'll be nipping at his heels. They'll take him out a couple of times at the tail end, and then that'll be our connection to reality. Right. And then we say, oh, okay, good. Here's some more guys. But but what we need to see, probably more you're right, is we need to see a Tsitsipas Djokovic. From uh, team, no, it's not going to happen this year, but I mean, right. how great would it be if it did start happening right from, now? From, you know... I mean, Dimitrov to Dominic team and everything in between. Right. It's over. It's a lost generation. Oh, totally. It's a lost generation. Seats of pass, FAA. I don't know who else. A bear. 
<laughs> yeah. So, um bear, air bear. Um bear, um bop, um bop. Um bop. Remember, um bop. Oh, yeah. What was that group? Hansen. The Hansen, you do it. Oh, is that You what, just made me say it. That's what that tattoo is. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, I think that's enough. Yes. You got anything? Nope. All right. Well, Wimbledon's in the books. Looking forward to the one-week grass court season here in, in Newport. <laughs> yeah. And then it's on to the U.S. Open Series, baby. That's right. The best Grand Slam and the best series. And, uh, yeah, so let's get ready for that. All right. Yeah, I love it. I can't wait. All right. Until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Weakest era. Weakest era.